Friday, September 27th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonmore. Our top stories today. Today is the final day of a ballot for Russian-held regions of Ukraine, which the government in Kyiv and its Western allies dismiss as a sham. Nearly 4 million people from the eastern regions of Donetsk and Luhansk and the southern regions of Kherson and Zaporizhia are being asked to attend polling stations and vote in so-called referendums on joining Russia. This follows four days of early voting, during which allegations of intimidation multiplied as election officials went house-to-house, accompanied by armed guards. If Russia absorbs these regions, making up 15% of Ukraine's territory, it could take the war to a new and more dangerous level, with Moscow portraying any attempt by Ukraine to regain them as an attack on its sovereign territory, which, Putin has intimated, could trigger a nuclear strike. A U.S. Coast Guard vessel on routine patrol in the Bering Sea off Alaska has reported an encounter with the Chinese-guided missile cruiser, which was later discovered to be traveling with two other Chinese naval vessels and four Russian Navy ships. The missile cruiser was observed 86 miles north of Alaska's Kiska Island by the U.S. Coast Guard cutter Kimball while on a routine patrol on September 19th, the Coast Guard said in a statement yesterday. The Hawaii-based Kimball said the Chinese and Russian ships later broke their action group formation, which is an arrangement for tactical missions, and dispersed. The U.S. Coast Guard said in the statement that the Kimball was now operating under the guidelines of Operation Frontier Sentinel, which designates matching presence with presence when it comes to strategic competitors who are operating in and around U.S. waters. Something worth noting here is how China is interacting with the Arctic. As the climate changes, natural resources in the Arctic will become more easily accessible and new shipping lanes will open up. China, which is 900 miles from the Arctic Circle, has declared itself a near-Arctic nation, and in 2018, they announced plans for a polar Silk Road. With the changing environment, conflicting claims, and very few rules of the road, the Arctic may become another region dominated by great power competition. Officials have warned of new levels of desperation in Haiti, as multiple crises have been compounded by recent protests, the looting of millions of dollars in humanitarian aid, and an ongoing siege of a key fuel terminal. Speaking to the UN Security Council on Monday, Haiti's envoy, Helen Lalim, warned that an economic crisis, a gang crisis, and a political crisis have converged into a humanitarian catastrophe. The situation has worsened amid widespread looting and protests that followed Prime Minister Ariel Henry's announcement of fuel price hikes on September 11th. About 4.9 million Haitians were already in a state of humanitarian need ahead of the latest protests, Lalim told the council. Elsewhere, Colombia and Venezuela on Monday reopened their border after years of impasse. 
The reopening was a key campaign promise of left-wing Colombian President Gustavo Petro, who assumed office last month. The two countries subsequently re-established diplomatic relations. On foot, Petro crossed the Simon Bolivar International Bridge, dividing the Venezuelan town of San Antonio from Colombia's Cucuta and Villa del Rosario. Having crossed the border, he met with a Venezuelan delegation, including Transport Minister Ramon Velasquez and Industry Minister Hippolito Abreu. Lebanese army retirees scuffled with parliamentary guard troops as they briefly broke through a cordon leading to parliament in downtown Beirut during a rally yesterday. They were protesting their decimated monthly pay amid the country's economic meltdown. The troops managed to push the crowd back and fired tear gas, forcing the elderly retirees to turn away from the street. After a short while, they gathered nearby to continue their protests and demand higher pay. Hours after the protest, Parliament passed the 2022 budget, a key demand by the International Monetary Fund, with 63 legislators voting in favor, 37 against, and 6 abstaining. The new budget will calculate customs tax revenue at 15,000 Lebanese pounds to the dollar at a time when the black market rate is more than double that, at about £37,000 to the dollar. Since the meltdown began three years ago, the customs tax revenue was calculated at the official rate of £1,500 to the dollar. Japan on Tuesday accused Russia of unacceptable behavior and warned it will take appropriate measures in response a day after the Russian Federal Security Agency, the FSB, detained a Japanese diplomat. The official, identified in reports as Tatsunori Motaki, was accused of being a spy. Motaki is a consul at the Japanese Consulate General in Vladivostok in Russia's east. Tokyo denies the espionage accusation. The Russian foreign ministry declared him persona non grata for activities detrimental to Russia's security interests. The consul was released after a few hours of detention and given 48 hours to leave the country. Finland's border force wants to build a fence. In a report, the Finnish border guard recommended a physical barrier be built on part of the country's border with Russia due to recent changes in the security environment local media reported yesterday. Finland has seen a massive uptick in Russians legally crossing the border over the past days, with conscription-aged men seeking to avoid Russian President Vladimir Putin's partial mobilization announced last week in response to his faltering war on Ukraine. Some 17,000 Russians crossed the border in Finland last weekend. 80% more than the previous one, Reuters reported. The proposed fence would cover 10 to 20% of Finland's eastern border, or 130 to 260 kilometers. In lighter news, nuclear bombs. That's the go-to answer for incoming space objects like asteroids and comets, as far as Hollywood is concerned. Movies like Deep Impact and Armageddon rely on nukes delivered by stars like Bruce Willis, 
to save the world and deliver the drama. But planetary defense experts say in reality, if astronomers spotted a dangerous incoming space rock, the safest and best answer might be something more subtle, like simply pushing it off course by ramming it with a small spacecraft. That's just what NASA did on Monday evening when a spacecraft headed straight into an asteroid obliterating itself. It will be about two months, scientists said, before they will be able to determine if the impact was enough to drive the asteroid slightly off course. If you have recommendations about what else to shoot at asteroids coming towards Earth, please send them to podcasts at the DSR Network and we'll hand them over to our NASA friends. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. And thanks to the multiple people who've been rating the show. It really does help other people find it. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Angela Stent, author of Putin's World, about the latest news coming from Russia. If you aren't a member, go to the DSR Network and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>